This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Your radio doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on your radio doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars, Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits, and some prescription drugs. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com slash star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, 7 months or 10 months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good evening and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Happy Mother's Day weekend to all of our listeners. It's time for spring cleaning in your house and time to do a spring check of your own health and wellness list. Our topic this evening is vitamins and supplements. Are they friends or foes? To begin with, vitamins are organic compounds essential in small amounts for normal metabolism. Other than vitamin D, they can't be synthesized by humans, so we need to ingest them in our diet to prevent disorders of metabolism. And you'd be surprised, but vitamin deficiency among those eating a typical Western diet is higher than you'd expect, especially in older patients, those who are pregnant and consume excess alcohol might need increase requirements as well. So we see trends that suggest subtle deficiencies in several vitamins may be associated with chronic diseases, heart disease, cancer, osteoporosis, but the reverse, prevention or correction of diseases by using supplements is less well-established. Here to discuss everything we need to know about vitamins, minerals, and supplements is our friend, Emily Rubin. Emily is a registered dietitian and a licensed dietitian nutritionist. She's the director of clinical dietetics for the division of gastroenterology and hepatology at Thomas Jefferson University, and the dietitian for Jefferson's celiac center, fatty liver center, and weight management center. And we're very proud to say that she is the star of our show with her weekly contribution called Your Nutrition Tip. Welcome, Emily. Thank you, Dr. Ritchie, for having me on with this particular topic. I love discussing nutrition to the world. Well, happy Mother's Day. There's so much to cover, and you are the perfect person to teach us what we need to know. I want to start with the article you wrote for Philly Voice called, Are Digestive Enzymes Worth All the Hype? Let's talk about that for starters. So particularly, 60 to 7 million Americans a day are affected by some kind of digestive discomfort, whether it be abdominal pain, bloating, gas, nausea, constipation, and they're looking for a quick fix, possibly some kind of digestive supplement over the counter to relieve their symptoms. Something that may even say all natural, physician formulated, but is it really natural and good for you? 
The biggest issue is that none of these over-the-counter supplements are are um, FDA regulated. So you don't know if they're safe or not. You don't know if you're getting a sugar pill or you know, a pill that could be toxic to your body. So it's really important to talk to a doctor and or a dietitian to steer you clear and, and provide the best advice. And as you say, speak to a GI doctor or your primary care doctor, even better in this case, dietitian, because you know this in so much depth. We're still getting uh, catching up with teaching nutrition in medical school. But that said, we want somebody to listen to what your symptoms are because maybe it's lactose intolerance when you mention pizza, ice cream. And if you really assess the person's symptoms, the answer is usually right there in their story. Or celiac disease, we can talk about that a little bit later. But the symptoms can be subtle. We need somebody with experience to put it together. So let's start with standard digestive enzymes. Tell us about those. So standard digestive enzymes um, are over-the-counter. They can either be animal or plant-based, and they claim to digest fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. So most people that are not sick or with a digestive disease don't necessarily need to take a standard enzyme. And there's no proven scientific studies to evaluate the effectiveness. A lot of times the stomach acid may just break it down. They are recommended for patients who have pancreatitis or digestive diseases when they, again, see their physician and have been tested for that particular disease. That's a very good point about um, uh, pancreatic disease because, again, that would go along with chronic pancreatitis, maybe diabetes, and you need um, a guiding hand to tell you what the reason is so that could be addressed too. So people that have celiac, which means the lining of the small intestine is supposed to absorb our calories, but people who have celiac, those glands aren't working and they don't absorb or they malabsorb a lot of their nutrition, including iron, somebody's iron deficient, that's usually a red flag for us to look for celiac. But there are some people who have negative blood and intestinal biopsies for celiac, but they're called non-celiac gluten sensitivity patients. Tell us about the uh, enzymes for them. So there, there is really no enzyme, even though they will be marketed as the gluten blocker enzyme down you know, your vitamin aisle, that actually blocks gluten. The reason why is gluten is a protein, and there's so many strands of DNA that one there's not one pill that can perfect that when you eat a piece of bread to break that down. The only treatment for celiac disease is 100% gluten-free diet, because the gluten is actually, again, attacking your small intestine, and the only way to get for your small intestine to heal and absorb is to get rid of that gluten. Mm -hmm. For non-celiac gluten sensitivity, it's this sort of the same thing. You could take the gluten blocker supplement, but it's not going to block that gluten. It might have a placebo effect because in those patients, gluten is not damaging their small intestine. All it is is causing sort of that bloating, nausea, uh, diarrhea, just that uncomfortable feeling. And the only treatment, again, is a, a, a gluten-free diet. Mm -hmm. Gluten, for those people affected, is a, is a toxin, really, because if your small bowel doesn't work, that's your sponge. If you're not absorbing your calories and the proper vitamins and minerals, it could really lead to uh, serious uh, uh, problems. Those who are lactose-free, I love hearing that certain cheeses are lactose-free. Tell us about lactose-free products. Well, that's probably one of the most common misconceptions is a patient will come in and say, oh, I have lactose intolerant. And the first thing they say is I can't have cheese. And I'm like, really, why not? And they said, you know, when I eat cheese, I get 
gas and bloating, or maybe they don't even know if they get gas and bloating. They're just assuming that. I said, well, let's look at a cheese wrapper. So we look at a cheese wrapper and lactose is a sugar. If you turn around any particular cheese wrapper, whether it's a string cheese or cheddar or provolone, if it says zero sugars in that food label, it has no lactose in it. Boy, that's a really good pearl. I want you to repeat that, Emily, if you would. Yeah. So when you look at it, because, you know, again, many people don't know how to read a food label. If you turn around and you look at a food label under the carbohydrates, if under the sugars, if it says zero or less than one, let's say, but that's they usually say less than one, um, it means it absolutely has no lactose in it because, again, lactose is a sugar. And, and lactose intolerance, there's a spectrum. Some people are mildly sensitive. They might be able to have one piece of pizza, but if they have a second piece or they add ice cream for dessert, they're cooked. So what are the cheeses that are friendly? I know cheddar is lactose-free. Cheddar, provolone, Swiss, any of the hard-aged cheeses, even the mozzarella cheese sticks, if you look at them, are low in lactose. The soft cheeses, such as like cottage cheese, ricotta cheese, um, American cheese are going to have a higher lactose content, but they're still going to be low. Yogurt, interestingly enough, has about um, 11 grams or anywhere from 7 to 11 grams of lactose. The difference is yogurt and even more so Greek yogurt, they add, they add something called uh, probiotics or active yogurt cultures, and it, it helps digest that lactose. So some people may be able to consume yogurt um, or even lactate milk because they're both lower lactose. Mm-hmm. And lactate milk is not Am I correct? It's not 100% lactose-free. So if you drink enough of it, you become symptomatic. But you can gauge that yourself. You Maybe one day have half a cup, another day a full cup, and work your way up to say, mm, I can enjoy one cup of milk, but I know my limit. This That's music to people's ears, really, just to right. hear what you just said about the some cheeses are friendly. So. Yeah. Another tip is with lactose is you can have, like, let's say you want to have milk. It's better to have milk with a meal. Mm. sometimes you do better than on an empty stomach or, or, or ice cream or something. It's mm-hmm. having it with food actually digest better lactose on an empty stomach. Uh, on, when you have a lactose containing food on an empty stomach, it can cause more d- digestive discomfort than with food. That's very interesting too. So our next topic, peppermint oil. Tell us about that, Emily. So peppermint oil is a capsule or it's made from peppermint that actually there've been studies for people specifically with irritable bowel syndrome, like abdominal pain, bloating, more so diarrhea, that if you take this peppermint oil, it may help relieve those symptoms. Again, this is after you've been ruled out with any other um, digestive disease, if it's strictly irritable bowel and to treat symptoms. The difference is with peppermint oil, you want to make sure that it's actually enteric coated. So it's released more slowly because sometimes if you just take a regular peppermint oil capsule, you may get be burping up peppermint or getting a little bit of reflux from it. Mm-hmm. And, and also high doses of peppermint oil can interfere with um, vitamin minerals and medicine. So again, the package says, you know, take one or two capsules before a meal. Do not go over that amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our listeners need to hear that a little is good. That doesn't mean a lot is better. It can be toxic, interfere with other meds. We're going to keep repeating that as we go. We have about a minute in this segment. Let's talk about probiotics. Again, um, your message that you want to keep repeating, whatever you take, if it's over the counter, a lot of people think, well, there's no prescription involved, so I can just take it. It's like taking a Tylenol or something that's, if I can prescribe it for myself, I'm good to go. Tell your provider if you're taking something over the counter, herbal, traditional, homeopathic, tell your doctor what you're taking. So probiotics are fascinating to me. 
Yeah, I mean, they came out as like sort of the wonder pill, what, maybe about 10 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, as um, the best thing since literally sliced bread. And they're gut-friendly bacteria. There's the whole thinking now that, you know, our immune systems um, – basically our, our digestive tracts control our immune systems and we don't have enough of that good bacteria. Well, when people hear that, they're like, oh, I want, you know, I don't want to ever get sick. Let me just go take a gazillion probiotics. <laughs> but that's not necessarily recommended. It, they've shown benefits in antibiotic associated diarrhea, infant colic, irritable bowel syndrome, ulcerative colitis. But again, there's all different forms and whether or not they're regulated. The biggest thing with probiotics, again, is the, the refrigeration, because again, if they are stored either below 36 degrees or above 46 degrees, you're going to lose the probiotic is going to die. So when you see like, um, you know, a probiotic that they make them freeze dried as well, but when they're actually in the refrigerator, um, you want them to be the right temperature. So you get, you know, the active probiotics. And again, to ask a physician, um, you know, if you definitely need them and what brands are reputable and have been studied. Mm -hmm. Stay with us after the break. We'll return with Emily Rubin and learn more about probiotics. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. Hi, I'm Dr. Denny Carice, Chief Science Officer at Recovery Centers of America, and I'm here as your addiction expert. So a lot of people ask me, Denny, what is fentanyl? And what are these things called analogs? Is fentanyl heroin? Fentanyl is not heroin, but it's an opioid, like heroin and like carfentanil, the other analogs. So all the opioids, we compare all of them to morphine, the first and organic opioid. Now heroin is about two to five times stronger than morphine. And fentanyl can be 50 to 100 times stronger. We have that big range there because it's illicitly manufactured fentanyl. It's not pharmaceutical fentanyl. Now, carfentanil is another one people hear about. There's only one accepted legitimate use of carfentanil, and that's in veterinary sciences, and that's to sedate large animals like African elephants. There's no really legitimate use or no reason why that would have any human use whatsoever because carfentanil can be up to 10,000 times stronger than morphine. Now let's go on to the analogs. An analog is when you look at this molecular structure of something and you add a little molecule or you move a little molecule over here, but it has the same effect. So if you take fentanyl and you move a little molecule, you now have an analog. Same thing with carfentanil. The problem with those are that they didn't exist yesterday. So something that didn't exist yesterday that a street chemist makes is not illegal. So what used to happen is that we had to identify it, find it on the street, give it a name, test it, identify the molecular structure, and then push it through the DEA. Well, in 2018, the law changed that said anything that has a very similar molecular structure like fentanyl, carfentanil, that is an analog, is automatically illegal. So that was really helpful, but it does expire October 22nd in this year. So we really need to fight to extend that law to continue out because we don't want people getting fentanyl, carfentanil, or any of the analogs. And by the way, there's about 1,400 identified analogs out there. So the big problem is that when somebody laces heroin or even fentanyl, carfentanil, or the other analogs, it's very likely the person will have an overdose death, and we don't want that happening to our kids. If you or a loved one has a problem with alcohol or drugs, call 1-888-RECOVERY today or go to recoverycentersofamerica.com. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7. That number again is 1-888-RECOVERY. 
I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars, Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? You are not alone. If you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your whole family can begin to recover. At Recovery Centers of America at Devon and Lighthouse, your loved one will be treated with care by expert addiction professionals, while family programming will give you support and healing so that you can recover as well. RCA accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. When we ask questions, we make sure they're the big ones. Like, how can the healthcare industry earn the trust of patients? And what if your health outcomes and access to care weren't defined by your skin color, sexuality, gender, or zip code? At Genentech, we're removing barriers and partnering across the medical community to make clinical research as diverse as the world we serve to ensure communities have access to healthcare. Learn how we are working to make healthcare more equitable at gene.com slash askbiggerquestions. And we're back with Emily Rubin, who's also the PR chair for the Philadelphia Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, as well as being the clinical dietitian and head of dietetics at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. Emily, there was a great report in Consumer Reports uh, several years ago. And from that, I read through it, more than half of American adults take vitamins, minerals, herbs, or other nutritional supplements. However, fewer than 40% of those patients tell their clinician that they're using these products because patients don't recognize them as medicines. I know Consumer Reports did a survey, and um, some of the patients who take supplements say they're not helpful, and um, they think because the word natural is attached to them that they're safe, but we know that they're not always safe. And the report from Consumer Report took references from experts, research reports, even adverse events reported to the Food Drug Administration that there could be heart disease, kidney disease, liver problems allergic reactions, and even symptoms like nausea and vomiting. And the Food and Drug Administration suspects that a lot of times supplement problems aren't reported. So for our listeners, if they're taking something over the counter that's not a prescription, it's a supplement, and you want to check uh, any information about it, they can visit the Food and Drug Administration by going to www.fda.gov and type in the name of this over-the-counter preparation that you're using, FDA.gov. I mean, a good example we've talked about is green tea extracts. We published it at Jefferson, right, in our hepatology liver specialist, um, that people can drink green tea in moderation. That appears to be safe and beneficial. It's the extracts, am I right about that, that have been recorded, uh, reported to cause liver injury. Um, and they're also used in multiple weight loss products. I want to hear about that. Yeah, so green tea extract um, is used for um, multiple issues. It's supposed to be used for heart health and and overall metabolism. But you know, the biggest trend with it is um, 
is a weight loss product. And we did, you know, some years ago have a very young woman who took uh, mega doses or even, I don't maybe she even actually took the dose of whatever was recommended. And she wound up going into acute liver failure and needed a transplant. Um, so this, and she's not alone. There's many more like her. And, you know, when it comes to weight loss supplements, it's like, yeah, who wouldn't want to take a pill? I'd want to take a pill. Everybody wants a quick fix to, not, to eat what you want and take a pill, you know? I mean, weight, you know, um, you know, Americans, you know, 30% of Americans, uh, over 30% are obese. So again, when it comes to these medications, when it comes to weight loss medication, there really is no safe medication. It comes obviously to visiting me or any dietitian of eating a balanced diet, you know, including fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, exercise, a program, which is not really hard, you know, once you have a structure and somebody to see. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you make that point very clearly that it's not hard. There's just so much good information and no, no one who hasn't been trained to, to see that would just know it a priori or just wake up someday and have all that information. And the other important feature to mention with green tea extracts and a lot of these supplements is that there may be a genetic predisposition. Um, we know that women are more susceptible to liver injury from green tea extracts. Um, the good thing is that liver injury usually, unless the case that you mentioned, uh, usually resolves when you stop taking the the extract. So please tell us if you're having problems. Now, There's also some like supplements. The, yeah, go ahead. I was going to mention about the slim, you know, the slim teas and the dieters mm. teas and the corn. Yes extremely dangerous. Again, there's been adverse and even mortality with that because what happens when you take these colon cleanses, you know, for weight loss is they deplete you of your, all your essential electrolytes, which is potassium and your potassium could drop. You could, you know, become severely, severely dehydrated and go into, you know, a coma um, and, and die. So this is the other thing is I have patients, you know, taking these teas, even if they're, even just if they're constipated. So there's definitely uh, dangers with that. So again, we're talking about patients thinking if they have access to over-the-counter preparations that they're not really drugs. In reality, some supplements do contain prescription drugs, and that's probably the largest threat to the consumer safety, especially when we see there have been uh, products recalled uh, that have bodybuilding uh, capabilities or can imp improve your sexual uh, activity or, or sexual enhancement or even be weight loss preparations. Over the counter doesn't mean that it's safe and doesn't mean that it's natural. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yes. I mean, there's many supplements. There's also um, some of the bodybuilding supplements are these, you know, um, uh, these amino acids, mega doses of amino acids, which is basically the same thing in eating one piece of chicken. So again, taking these excess amino acids could possibly affect the liver and or kidneys. Um, and there's also... Um, <clears throat> creatine, which is a supplement which is really big on the market for athletes, um, which is supposed to affect, um, you know, uh, increase, you know, enhance informant, uh, sorry, enhance performance. But the issue is, you know, they, they give you a dose on the jar and many people mega dose on that. And again, it could affect your kidneys. I had, you know, uh, a patient who was at Olympic trial um, years ago and his his uh, kidney functions were actually affected from taking this particular high doses of this medication or this supplement. And ironically, people who are avoiding taking certain medications think that this is some natural herb and it ends up having the same side effects as the drug they're trying to avoid side effects in. And the food and drug tells us, reports strokes, as you say, acute liver kidney disease, pulmonary embolism, which is a clot in the lung or even death. So if you need help with your sex life, 
see your doctor because it could represent an underlying health problem like diabetes or some um, other vascular issue. And as you say, you can overdose on vitamins and minerals. Um, and what's interesting is now nowadays, every product you pick up, whether it's cereal, orange juice, bottled water, it's fortified with this and that. So it's probably not so hard to overdose if you're taking um, your own supplements as well. Um, so unless your healthcare provider says you need to go over the, the recommended daily uh, amount, the RDA, stick, stay inside the lines, yes? Yes, exactly. I mean, what you could do is if you find that you, you might be deficient in something, maybe have some sores around your mouth or you're feeling fatigued, ask your doctor <clears throat> to do a vitamin panel and they can, you know, check vitamin A, vitamin D, some of the fat-soluble vitamins, zinc, copper, selenium, some of the micronutrients, and let, let's do the blood work, iron, let, let's see what's really going on if you're actually deficient. Before, you know, mm -hmm. di you know, Dr. Google diagnosing yourself and let me take, you know, as many vitamins as possible to, to see if I'm going to feel better because, you know, it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. So some of the examples of vitamins that can be have be, uh, side effects, vitamin K, if you want a blood thinner, it makes that blood thinner less effective. And then the opposite, vitamin E, vitamin E inhibits clotting. And, you know, so they have opposite effects, but people don't know that. And... Uh, St. John's wort. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, St. John, John's wort, which is actually used for depression. Some people were taking that instead of taking, you know, an antidepressant um, can actually accelerate the breakdown of, you know, many uh, medications, including the antidepressants, even birth control and reducing the effectiveness. So again, you always have to tell your doctor, you know, if you're considering an antidepressant, um, you know, if you've taken St. John's wort or also taking it. Um you know, vitamin E, again, you know, in, in a high doses, sometimes that was recommended for anti-inflammatory and fatty liver, but in patients that are diabetic, it actually could, could cause a stroke. And the big thing too, is there's something called fat soluble vitamins. So that's vitamin A, D, E, and K. They're all the fat soluble vitamins. So if you take too many of the fat soluble vitamins, they are stored in your liver where the water soluble vitamins like vitamin C and vitamin B are, are tend to be excreted in your urine um, they're not stored as easily as the fat-soluble vitamin. You could still be toxic in those particular vitamins. So, Emily, we're talking about the effect on blood thinners and other medications. Before a person has a procedure like colonoscopy or a surgery, what are those medicines or preparations that we tell them to stop? Um, well, many times, you know, we tell them to stop their multivitamin because it could contain, and most of them contain a vitamin E, vitamin K, um, iron and calcium. You also want to, you know, uh, not have St. John's wort or not take that if you're taking that, which isn't as common. But another big one is the omega-3, the fish oil capsules. You know, people take them to help lower cholesterol, just get their essential omega-3s. That you need to definitely avoid when you're going to have a surgery. And I think it's five to seven days, but I'm, I'm not sure. You check with your doctor. Mm -hmm. and, and for how many years have people said, oh, I got a shot of B12 and I feel better. If you're low in vitamin B12, it can cause anemia, but that doesn't mean if you're not feeling peppy that B12 is going to fix it. You know, one direction, yes, the other direction, no. But that can be in people that have low acid levels from a bacterium that we're finding in stomachs called H. pylori, or it can be low in people who are vegetarians. Are vegetarians at risk for any specific so vitamin deficiency? So they could be, but B12 is actually only found in animal products. So vegans who don't eat any animal products or vegetarians will have cheese and, and milk and eggs. Vegans have no dairy, so they have to take a vitamin B12 supplement. Um, but vitamin B12 also should 
B level that should be checked because taking mega doses of that, again, can cause nerve issues and other neuro issues as well. So it's important that, again, you get that level checked. Mm-hmm. And we talked about- Well, I wanted to mention too, what I've seen in practice is it's interesting is like patients will get their B12 checked and it might be showing um, that it's very high, but they took the B12 the day that they were getting their blood taken. Mm-hmm. So when you take your these some of these vitamins the day of or the day before, it can actually make them a false positive, make your levels a lot higher. So I always tell patients to, you know, to stop their vitamins a couple of days prior to getting the blood work to see you know, what your levels really are. And you, you mentioned the B vitamins in general. One we like to stress, folic acid is a B vitamin. And it's very important that women who are trying to conceive, planning to have a baby or are pregnant, take 400 micrograms a day because we know that it decreases risk for neurologic abnormalities in the developing baby. That's a really important one to remind people of. Um, vitamin C, it, it may improve symptoms of a cold in smokers or senior citizens, but it won't prevent a cold. So, um, and it can increase iron absorption. And iron is the one thing that's always on labels. I think the FDA requires that that be reported because if you're taking iron as a supplement and you have a disease called hemochromatosis, it can lead to liver failure. But one quick thing before we take a break, iron and calcium supplements can also reduce the effectiveness of antibiotics. So you have to tell your doctor, you know, if you're being treated with antibiotics or again, pre-surgery, chances are you'll get antibiotics after the surgery. And we want to make sure that nothing interferes with their effect. Can I mention real quick about, well, just vitamin C as well. Uh, you know, people want to take mega doses of vitamin C. Large doses can cause nausea, stomach upset. You don't want to take more than 500 milligrams a day. And high doses of vitamin C actually can put you at risk for kidney stones if you're at risk for it. As can vitamin D excess, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back with Emily Rubin. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars, Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. When you have orthopedic issues, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes orthopedics. You need an exceptionally specialized Rothman orthopedics physician. They not only specialize in orthopedics, each Rothman physician only focuses on one area of the body, which means you can have confidence that you can get past pain and be what you were. Schedule conveniently online at RothmanOrtho.com. That's RothmanOrtho.com. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? You are not alone. If you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your whole family can begin to recover. At Recovery Centers of America at Devon and Lighthouse, your loved one will be treated with care by expert addiction professionals, while family programming will give you support and healing so that you can recover as well. RCA accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services. Call 1-888-RECOVERY. Now, when we ask questions, we make sure they're the big ones, like when it comes to diseases. 
Can we strive to treat, prevent, and even reverse them? And how can we make healthcare more effective and more affordable? These are the types of questions that can help impact the lives of so many patients, that help push the boundaries of innovation and healthcare for all communities. At Genentech, we are the pioneers of the biotech industry, tackling some of the biggest questions in healthcare. Learn more at gene.com slash askbiggerquestions. And we're back on your radio doctor discussing vitamins, minerals, and supplements with our superstar, Emily Rubin. Emily, you stress the need to read labels no matter what you put in your mouth because um, take, for instance, women's multivitamins. They add iron and calcium and the average person picks it up and thinks, oh, this is special. I'm a woman. This has to be good. Either one of those could cause constipation. So somebody might see me in the office and they, they're terrified because they say, I've had a change in bowel habits. That's one of the red flags for colon cancer or some other problem. And I always say, is there anything you buy at the drugstore that that you think is health, good for your health? And when they say, they, I take a multivite, is it women's? Yes. Because really, after menopause, the reason that multivites have iron for women is because with every period, there's a risk if they're heavy, you become deficient in iron. But you don't need that after menopause. So you'd probably switch to an over 50 prep. But the other quick thing, when I do have patients who are taking iron supplements because they're iron deficient for whatever reason, I always say, memorize this. If your doctor has given you ferrous sulfate, think S for sulfate, S for stinky. It can make you feel stinky. You can have terrible nausea and um, uh, heartburn from ferrous sulfate. If you need iron, yeah, and dark, and yes, black stools. Um, but if you need iron, take first gluconate, G for gluconate, G for good. So if people <laughs> have to take iron, uh, one is better for symptoms. And you're right. If you see black stools, iron can make your stools black. So do we even need iron after menopause? I mean, it, it depends on, you know, if somebody has a chronic condition or autoimmune disease, a digestive disease, but most times, no. Um, you just need a, a typical, most of them are, are over 50. Sometimes what they've now done with these vitamins is they have a women over 50 and a men over 50. So the women over 50, they're going to add a little bit more calcium. The men over 50, they're going to add um, a little bit more zinc kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Selenium maybe. Selenium, it's different kinds and, of, um, and lycopene they're going to add, which is again, you know, mm-hmm. an antioxidant for, to help. Eat some tomatoes. Right. <laughs> cancer. But the, so... The other thing I see in my office a lot, and I don't know why, um, is vitamin D deficiency. How does that happen? We're all out in the sun. I know we're all locked up with lockdown, but even before that, what's the, uh, you know, and, and then we don't want people taking too much of it. You already said vitamin C or vitamin D excess can lead to kidney stones. Right. And that's a discomfort too. So it's interesting. So vitamin mm-hmm. D actually, if you're either overweight or obese, you don't, even from the from the sun, you don't uh, you don't um, convert to the absorbable form of vitamin D that your body can metabolize. Mm. So again, anyone with a BMI over thirty may need vitamin D. Um, that being said, I mean they did a study here years ago. One of our doctors talked about it, and they they did a study of all the vitamin D levels of the residents and the and the interns, and they were all low. And here they weren't obese or anything because they didn't. We weren't in the sun, you know. We, we don't we lose that sunlight. So then there's the whole controversy with or you know when you want to get the sunlight to put the sunscreen on to wait the twenty minutes. Yada, you know that would be up to you know um, <laughs> um, 
a dermatologist. But that being said, you know, taking a multivitamin with vitamin D, taking, you know, the RDA of 400 IUs a day is fine. Again, getting it, that vitamin D should be a regular routine blood level check on when you go to the doctors once a year, no matter what diagnosis you have. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier about looking at warning labels. FDA does not require them on supplements, so really talk to your healthcare providers about what you're taking. And the other quick uh, reference is, even if it's traditional medicinal plants and other artifacts that are offered for physical and spiritual healing, Consumer Reports tells us that they have sent uh, reporters in and they'll say, gee, I have type 2 diabetes, hypertension, impotence, and they come out with some magic herbs, but no instructions and nothing about potential side effects. So let's talk about now um, heart disease, cancer protection are, have not been proven. And um, you sent me to a, a great reference article from Harvard Health Publishing that talked about calcium, omega-3s, and antioxidants. Let's cover those three categories. Um, so again, you know, should you take a calcium, if you have heart disease or high cholesterol, should you take a calcium supplement? It sort of goes back and forth. That would be something I would discuss with the cardiologist because they actually do special testing to look at your lipids and, and, and plaque and everything in the arteries to see, you know, if you can have it. If you take a standard calcium that's in your regular multivitamin, that's fine. If you're a woman and you're at risk for osteoporosis, taking, you know, small amounts of calcium throughout the day, not exceeding over like a thousand um, milligrams would be recommended. And again, what's the best thing to do? Get your, get your vitamins through food. You're going to absorb a lot more of it than you are from a pill without causing side effects. Mm -hmm. So the thinking was clogged arteries cause heart disease. And in a plaque, there's the fatty uh, material, but also calcium. So they thought, oh, gee whiz, if you're taking calcium tabs, does it lead? But the evidence is conflicting, so we don't know for sure. Um, but again, get a good diet and you won't be dependent on <clears throat> calcium tablets. How about omega-3s? So omega-3s, again, one of these... Uh wonder supplements that people were taking mega doses of, or just doses in general, um, to help either prevent cholesterol or if they don't eat fish or even for brain health, they're actually added now to prenatal vitamins. So that is a benefit, you know, small amount. It's the, um, there's the DHA and EPA, the higher the EPA, the, the not mega dose EPA, but the higher the amount of the EPA in a omega-3 is, is, is a better quality omega-3 definitely can be beneficial. It, you know, the studies in terms of lowering cholesterol alone, it has not proven that it has, some studies have showed it to lower triglycerides. And there is actually a prescription strength that many cardiologists recommend if we're using it strictly for that. But again, a low dose of an omega-3 or, you know, one that's in a multivitamin is perfectly fine. Or again, you know, hopefully you can eat, um, salmon, some of the fatty fishes, or ground flaxseed has, has omega-3 in it, which, mm. which is very good. You can sprinkle that on, on yogurt, lactose-free yogurt, or um, whatever food, you know, salad, whatever you may like. So research, uh, Mayo Clinic tells us that research does suggest that dietary sources of fish oil, maybe twice a week, can lower risk of cardiovascular disease, but we're not sure if the supplements have benefits for heart health, but it does seem as though... Um, it can lower your triglyceride levels and may improve stiffness and symptoms in rheumatoid arthritis. And it might not take care of all the pain, but maybe the good thing would be if it lowers the need for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So there is a hand in hand there. Antioxidants, I mean, the theory is it protects your cells against free radicals and free radicals are molecules that are produced when your body breaks down food or is exposed to tobacco smoke or radiation. Is it helpful? 
to take antioxidants. Again, I mean, antioxidants, they're found in, um, you know, vitamins A, E, and C, which again are, or, I'm sorry, vitamin A and E are fat-soluble vitamins and vitamin C. You know, they have not shown, in, again, in megadoses to necessarily prevent a cancer. And it's much better to eat the dark green vegetables and fruits and the very colorful strawberries and berries, those rich antioxidant foods. There's been some studies that if you smoke and take megadoses of, of vitamin A, um, actually is, could, um, precipitate lung cancer or, or, you know, put you more at risk for it. So it's something that you don't want to do. Again, the whole mega dose concept, if it's a regular standard multi, it's fine. You're right. I think Emily, what you've said from the beginning, I think now that we're in a society where there's um, less uh, delay and gratification and we get instant answers, we just look it up uh, in, a, in a quick search on our computer or we can order a meal. It's at your your front door in an hour, you can order a new dress and it's on your doorstep the next day. People are, are so busy um, that they want quick answers. I guess that's not completely new, but um, I, I had a patient who was running five or six miles a day and in great shape. And somewhere in his mind, I think that erased the effect of the cigarettes he was still smoking on his lungs, you know, in with the good air, out with the bad air. And um, some of it's just common sense. Yeah. And uh, it's ironic to think that as you already mentioned, if you're taking excess or even vitamin A and still smoking, it can increase your risk for cancer. So um, it's really That's important that people hear what you're yeah, saying. Easy to quit smoking. <laughs> yeah. Easier said than done. We all have habits that are hard to. And, right. and again, the American Cancer Society reminds all of us maximum two servings of alcohol a day for men maximum one a day for women because it can bump your risk for so many up to 11, 12 cancers. Um, so how would you advise patients uh, and listeners, what should they look for um, on these products on the label? So if you want something that's very, if you're looking for a multivitamin that you're unsure how it's regulated, the USP verified mark is is a different organization that actually um, nationally tests some of these supplements. So there's some kind of testing to make sure you're actually getting, you know, if it's turmeric or if it's vitamin D or if it's um, um, omega-3, this actually has the amount that's in there. You're not getting sugar or herbs or who knows what in there. So that part definitely helps. Mm -hmm. And multivitamins. There have been large clinical trials that repeatedly find that multivitamins don't improve the health of the average person, but who might need the help of a multivitamin? Yeah. So again, any, anyone that's, you know, pregnant, obviously breastfeeding, trying to conceive, you want to um, take a prenatal vitamin. I think they're now saying about six months prior to pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, people, d dieters, people that are, you know, re restricting calories or on lower calorie diets, anybody with medical condition, you know, an autoimmune disease, a digestive disease, uh, that don't that can't absorb certain nutrients, you know, food malabsorption. All of those particular people need to take a vitamin. And I always say, you know, I have nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with taking a regular vitamin. Even taking like um, a Flintstone Complete, like a a, um, a pediatric vitamin, is actually really good because you're going to get the vitamins without the side effects. And one of my biggest um, things that's always been taken away from school is that, you know, Americans have the most expensive urine because they're taking these mega doses of vitamins, excreting half of it in their urine and not even getting the nutritional benefit. Mm. And so people who might not absorb the way they should, we're talking about people with bowel conditions like celiac disease, Crohn's disease can cause inflammation and your small bowel is your sponge. And if that's inflamed or affected by celiac, 
it's not going to absorb the good things we need to stay healthy. Surgeries too, like people who've had bariatric mm-hmm. surgery, that's a big one. I mean, you need to be on B12 and iron for the rest of your life if you had, um, you know, the Ruin Y uh, bariatric surgery. And they, they stopped taking it. I will talk to five years, six years. I'm not taking it anymore. I'm like, you need to. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're iron deficient and, you know, you're anemic and um, your B12 is low. So, I mean, these are, you know, they cut that piece of intestine. That's lifelong. And ironically, you make such a good point to bring that up because it's becoming more accessible to people and and people, you know, do very well with it. But that part of your plumbing has been removed. And if you can't absorb vitamin B12, you become anemic. If you can't absorb iron, you become anemic. And what does that do to the heart you're trying to protect by getting rid of the excess weight? It's it's just ironic. So um, this is so valuable and so important. Let's take a little break and we'll be back for a wrap up with Emily Rubin. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Hi, I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars. That's Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some of these Medicare Advantage plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. And all plans include dental, vision, and hearing benefits with no co-pays for routine exams. Medicare's highest rating, Philly's most popular plan. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com slash star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. When you have joint pain, you need a physician who eats, sleeps, and breathes joints. Someone so focused on their specialty, they've written the book on it, literally. You need an exceptionally specialized physician from Rothman Orthopedics. They not only specialize in orthopedics, each Rothman physician only focuses on one area of the body, which means you can have confidence that you can get past the pain and be what you were. Schedule conveniently online at rothmanortho.com. Official orthopedic partner of the Eagles, Phillies, and Sixers. Now, your weekly prescription brought to you by Genentech, the science-driven company that pioneered the biotech industry to transform how we treat the world's most complex health problems. And in our final segment, we are very happy that Emily Rubin shared so much great information about vitamins, minerals, and supplements. Emily, let's wrap it up with the important take-home messages for our listeners. Um, so again, if you want to take any kind of multivitamin herbal supplement, discuss it with your doctor, primary doctor, specialist. Um, you know, if you find that you're not feeling well in terms of fatigue, um, diarrhea, GI issues, again, see a GI doctor. Let's get this ruled out. Let's get um, a regular script, you know, written out to see if you're deficient in any vitamins. No problem with taking you know, a standard um, multivitamin. If you want to take one for men, women, one over 50, that's fine. Chewables, sometimes chewables are better absorbed. Try to find a vitamin with the USP. Um, in terms of extra supplements, again, you may need a vitamin D. You may need extra calcium if you have underlying conditions. Herbal supplements, again, be wary of. Um, probiotics, again, beneficial. Depending if you have a GI issue, you know, getting a reputable one. Again, maybe consuming yogurt, um, kefir, uh, 
sauerkraut, some of the fermented foods instead, antioxidants, again, much better to get it through food, which is again, the high doses of, or the high amounts of the dark and colored fruits and vegetables. Um, and, and I think it's important, as you've said so many times, tell your doctor about anything you're taking, uh, vitamins, minerals, they can affect the other medications you're on. And especially before surgery, we have to stop certain vitamins like A and C, um, St. John's wort before surgery, iron and calcium can also affect the, um, antibiotics if you need them post-op. So, and the other thing you mentioned just now, the USP verified mark, look for that on labels because, um, for the most part, we don't get warning labels on these supplements, right? The Food and Drug Administration doesn't put these supplements and vitamins through testing, so we don't have warning labels from the FDA, right? Right, and and the biggest thing which you have to be aware of is you know social media, Doctor Google, and you know your your friend next door is all the weight loss supplements. You have to avoid them that have you know um, herbs that could cause any kind of GI discomfort to severe um, diarrhea to fatigue to liver failure. So that's you know if you if you want to lose weight, you know see you know see a dietitian, you know you know reputable dietitian in a hospital anywhere. It doesn't have to be me. There's many you know in the city you can check with your insurance. It's really important to you know, develop a meal plan that will work for your lifestyle to keep this forever. And before I forget, Emily, quick advice about forty five seconds on turmeric and curcumin. Yes, yeah, so they're used interchangeably. It's one of the most effective nutritional supplements now that have been it's been used in in um, the past years. It's been known in years um, in India as as a medicinal herb, and it's really an anti-inflammatory um, kind of um, medication. So, or I'm sorry, it's an it's an anti-inflammatory supplement. Um, it's been known to decrease inflammation in actually. Um, people with um, heart disease, possibly cancer, metabolic disease. A lot of the, um, there's been multiple studies for inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis or Crohn's. You could also use turmeric as a seasoning, but it is an herbal supplement as well. Um, again, it, it has a lot of antioxidant effects. And curcumin. And curcumin as well. And mm-hmm. it helps, again, anti-inflammatory um, it may also be used in helping to treat Alzheimer's because, again, it's 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 a um, it can pass the blood brain barrier and is shown um, to possibly help treat that. But a lot of times, I will m- want to mention that supplements are great in conjunction with medication. Like if you have ulcerative colitis, taking your prescription medication along with um, with a, a multivitamin or a supplement is the best combination because one will help sort of increase the absorption of the other. Great to know. Well, Emily, thank you so much. And I'm going to invite our listeners to listen every week, as we always do, especially to your nutrition tip. And happy Mother's Day to you. And I hope whoever makes dinner for you tomorrow adds all those good ingredients. Thank you, Dr. Richie, for having me for this very important segment and looking forward to doing future, my future nutrition tips and any future segments um, coming up. So have a good You're always welcome. Thank you. For your real champion. I call this segment Happy Mother's Day. When you ask a little child what they want to be when they grow up, the answers often include fireman, a baseball player, a movie star, a doctor, the president. Well, in many respects, I've led a charmed life. 
I got to be a doctor, and for that, I'm extremely grateful. And now I have my own radio show. How cool is that? But from the time I was a little girl, the most important role I wanted to play was that of a mother. Maybe that's because my very best friend was my own mother. Her goal to strengthen our family was based upon the foundation of her unconditional love. She was the steady, unwavering hand when we were afraid, and the essence of reassurance when we felt crushed by those stinging disappointments that we couldn't understand or handle. My parents and their four Richie daughters ate dinner together every night, and we recounted the day's events. She was always there to listen. No matter what time of day, she would stop what she was doing to listen. She was there when we were elated and reveled in our successes as much as we did. She was there when we were devastated, making sure we knew her love was unmeasured and constant. Holidays and birthdays were magnified to the max. As grandchildren began to line up, not a month on the calendar went by without a family celebration. She made ordinary days more special. When the early show had a week of Shirley Temple movies, we were allowed to eat dinner on snack trays in the living room. But there was no TV in the kitchen at any other time that would distract us from the family. And every Sunday, a big dinner in the dining room with fresh flowers from her garden. Our mother taught us to respect life in all stages, be kind to the elderly, and remember the poor. And to the end, she was 101% a mother. Even in her final days in the hospital when she lay critically ill, she always asked if I had taken time to eat and made sure I had enough sleep. She welcomed each new son-in-law, and the fact that we all remain close is a lasting tribute to her. My husband and I are blessed with three children, and as a bonus, they seem to like us. I remember the moment they handed me our firstborn. That beautiful little baby boy was less than one minute old, and I had an instant insight into my mother's mindset when I realized that even when I'm 80 and my son is 50, I will still worry that he has a roof over his head and food in his belly. And I'll always remember the joy in my mother's soft blue Irish eyes when she heard that her name, Antoinette, would be shared with our new daughter when she was born. And now what a joy to see my daughter radiate with the same love for her children and my son with his son. As a special bonus, I had a wonderful relationship with my mother-in-law. How many people can say that? She was warm and generous with a personality bigger than Texas and embraced me as a daughter. The powerful love of my two mothers is an inspiration in our lives today. And the best way to return it is to shower our own children with the same love our parents gave us. In fact, I say to patients, I'm going to hover over you too because I'm 49% your doctor and 51% your mother. In her later years, I sent my mother flowers on my birthday with a note saying, thank you for having me. And in her final weeks, I donated blood in case she'd need it. And the nurse said the needle would hurt. I lay there thinking how minor compared to the pain my mother endured to give me the gift of life. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. Take time to thank your mother. Or maybe the person who nurtured you through life was a warm and generous soul who opened his or her heart and adopted you. Your love and gratitude are much more important than flowers or dinner in a crowded restaurant. And if you're at odds with your mother, maybe it's time to reconsider how you might mend fences. When our mothers pass away, it's a painful goodbye if you've shared a close relationship, but even more painful once she's gone and you no longer have the chance to reconcile. 
It's often said that one of the most common words on the lips of a dying person is mother. We salute you, Antoinette Ritchie, Marion Gordon, my sisters, Judy, Tony, and Ellen, my daughter, Vicki, daughter-in-law, Nikki, my nieces, and all the mothers out there whose love provides the bedrock for the community. Thank you for joining us this evening. Hear the entire show and all of our shows again on yourradiodoctor.com. A special thank you to our exclusive sponsor, Independence Blue Cross, and for support from Recovery Centers of America and the Rothman Orthopedic Institute. And now we need a drum roll to welcome and introduce our new sponsor, Genentech, the world's first biotechnology company. We're very excited to have them introduce our new weekly segment called Your Weekly Prescription. It will be a summary of the show. Thank you to our new friends at Genentech for joining our mission to bring up-to-date medical information to the lay community. Again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in our audience. Thank you for showering us with your love and thank you to all of you who act as mothers because you're the source of nurturing in your office, community, or for your extended family. Wishing you a happy, healthy, safe week with the ones you love. Until next time, this is your radio doctor, Marianne Ritchie, always here to remind you that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Hi, I'm Lisa Thomas-Laurie. If you're on Medicare, I've got great news. Keystone 65 HMO plans from Independence Blue Cross have earned five stars. That's Medicare's highest rating for 2022. Some of these Medicare Advantage plans have no monthly premiums, no deductibles, and no co-pays for primary care visits and some prescription drugs. And all plans include dental, vision, and hearing benefits with no co-pays for routine exams. Medicare's highest rating, Philly's most popular plan. Don't wait. Visit ibxmedicare.com star. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Keystone 65 offers HMO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Keystone 65 Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. This is a paid endorsement. 